With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Family owned and operated since 1972. Sevcheck Service Center, 2200 Longmire, just down from the post office in College Station. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Glad to have you with us here on a Monday. This portion of the program brought to you by Central Texas Sports Medicine. Coming up, we're going to have our weekly visit with tennis coach Steve Denton. Uh, Doug Zanger from Adweek is going to join us to rate the Super Bowl commercials. And in the second hour, our writers roundtable. Gonzaga and Baylor still one and two in the AP Top 25 poll. Texas Tech is up to 7, Houston falls to 8, Missouri up to 10, Alabama 11, Oklahoma 12, Texas, who has lost 4 out of 5, is down to 13, West Virginia 14, Tennessee at 16, and in for the first time, Oklahoma State at 23. Ole Miss guard Devontae Shuler and Missouri guard Drew Smith named co-SEC Players of the Week. Tennessee guard Keon Johnson was named Freshman of the Week. Georgia and A&M have been postponed. Florida at Tennessee have been postponed. So Georgia and Tennessee will uh, be played on March the 3rd as leagues continue to scramble around the COVID situation. Uh, tomorrow night, Alabama's at South Carolina, Arkansas at Kentucky, and Auburn at Vanderbilt. As I mentioned over the weekend, uh, Georgia became the third straight game that A&M had to postpone. The Aggies are scheduled to travel to Florida Saturday. Meanwhile, Baylor has postponed three more games. They already had this last Saturday's game against TCU and the upcoming game against Oklahoma canceled. The Bears say now they will miss their next three games versus Tech on uh, Saturday at West Virginia on Monday and home to West Virginia the following Thursday. The programs had to postpone several games this season. Uh, Baylor's next scheduled game will be February 20th against Oklahoma State. Speaking of the Cowboys, they are at Kansas, at Lawrence tonight on Big Monday. Kansas is out of the top 25 for the first time in 12 years. The Jayhawks have been ranked 231 consecutive weeks. Uh, University of Texas Rio Grande Valley uh, had to announce today that their basketball coach, Lou Hill, a former A&M assistant, has died at the age of 55. Hill had coached the Vaqueros Saturday night in a two-point loss to Texas Southern in Houston. The cause of death has not been released. Hill had brought his team here to play Texas A&M uh, in December. ESPN announced today that longtime baseball reporter Pedro Gomez has died unexpectedly. 
James Pataro, the chairman of ESPN, says we're shocked and saddened to learn that our friend and colleague Pedro Gomez has passed away. Pedro was an elite journalist at the highest level, and his professional accomplishments are universally recognized. More important, Pedro was a kind, dear friend to us all. Our hearts are with Pedro's family and all who love him at this extremely difficult time. Again, cause of death has not yet been released. Over the weekend, the Texas Rangers announced a five-player trade with the Oakland A's, acquiring D.H. Chris Davis, catcher Jonah Helm, and right-handed pitcher Dane Acker in exchange for veteran shortstop Elvis Andrews, catcher Aramis Garcia, and Cash. Andrews held a lot of team and individual records within the Ranger organization and was the last remaining member of the roster from the Rangers World Series teams. The Astros have agreed to terms over the weekend with all-star shortstop Carlos Correa. Uh, The two sides avoided arbitration. He was the only unsigned player left. Uh, Correa released a statement saying he's happy to come to an agreement and avoid arbitration of somewhere around $13 million. And you may have had a good weekend, but probably not as good as Mattress Mac can bail. Uh, Mattress Mac put down $3.46 million on the Tampa Bay Bucks over the weekend. He earned $2.7 million of that with the bet. So... Got that going on for you, which is nice. But he also sold lots of furniture and will refund people who bought more than $3,000 worth of furniture because of Tampa Bay's upset win in the Super Bowl yesterday. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. Um, Coming up, let's see, tomorrow on the show, Zach will have a high school report. Chelsea will visit with Gary Blair. On Wednesday, we will visit with a legendary musician, the former drummer of The Doors, John Dinsmore, will join us on the show on Wednesday. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back. The final lap is brought to you by Tom Light Chevrolet. We have one New Year's resolution at Tom Light Chevrolet. We won't be beat on price. Not on any new Chevy in stock. From Silverados to Camaros, from Tahoes to our huge selection of factory certified cars and trucks. We ended the year strong and now have too many local trade-ins that must be sold. All roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet in Bryan College Station. Chevy, find new roads. Shop in person or online at TomLight.com. Tom Light Chevrolet. With Carrie Murphy is on. is on. As a NASCAR fan, you have been waiting for this week all winter long. There is so much going on, so I've got to get you all set up for the week ahead. Tomorrow night is the Cup Series Bush Clash at 7 p.m. on FS1. Wednesday night is Daytona 500 qualifying in prime time. This event sets the front row for the sport's biggest race, the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. It also determines the starting orders for the dual races. Check out qualifying FS1 at 7.30. Thursday is a pair of races that sets the field 
for the Daytona 500, the duel at Daytona. Some of the most intense racing of the season as teams battle for just a few spots that aren't already guaranteed. Check out all that action 7 p.m. on FS1. On Friday, the Truck Series gets their season started at Daytona with qualifying 3 p.m. on FS1 and racing at 7.30 p.m. on FS1. Xfinity Series also gets their season started as well on Friday with a practice session from Daytona, 4.30 p.m. on FS1. And on Saturday, we'll see Xfinity Series qualifying at 11 a.m. on FS1, and they will race 5 p.m. on FS1. And finally, on Sunday, it's the biggest race of the NASCAR season. It happens to kick off the season. Yes, a bit backwards, I know, but that's just how things are. The 63rd running of the Daytona 500, 2.30 p.m. on Fox. All times I've told you about are Eastern, and now you are all set up. I hope you had the Notes app open on your iPhone. TheFinalLap.com Macy's Star Money bonus days are happening now. It's a special time when Star Rewards members earn bonus points and get to their next reward faster. You'll get $10 in Star Money for every $50 spent with your Macy's card or $10 in Star Money for every $100 spent as a bronze member. So go on and shop the sweetest gifts for them. Then earn Star Money for yourself. Now through February 15th, Macy's Star Rewards. It's how we love you back. Visit Macy's.com slash Star Money for exclusions and details. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Steve Denton Show, featuring the men's tennis coach at Texas A&M and your host, Chip Howard. The Steve Denton Show is brought to you by Texas Regional Eye Center. We're going to go out to the Players Fund Center phone line and visit with the men's tennis coach. Steve, how are you? I'm doing great, Chip. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, Sounded like uh, quite a match yesterday up in Dallas. Yeah, it was. uh, It was a a three-and-a-half-hour battle against... uh, you know, two really good teams, and, uh, you know, I was uh, uh, really pleased with our effort last night, and, uh, you know, uh, Baylor was just a little bit better than us on, on the key moments in the matches, and, you know, I, I thought that was really the difference. Uh, let's start with the uh, doubles, uh, which uh, came down to the wire like most of your matches did uh, to, to get <laughs> yeah. away. I mean, you guys got off to a really good start. We did. Um, you know, I didn't think we had, you know, we, we had played number, well at number one doubles. Uh, yesterday was probably not our best match. Uh, Bjorn and Carlos uh, started out a bit slow. Uh, they're so dependent on, on their first serve percentage, and they weren't able to, to make first serves, and they kind of got off to a rocky start, and they got down, I think, 5-1, uh, brought it back to 5-4, but just, you know, left it a little bit too late. Uh, number two doubles. I really thought that um, that uh, Noah Schachter really played well, returned great, um, and they won fairly comfortably against a really good team. Uh, and then at three doubles, uh, uh, Baylor's team hadn't really lost much there at all. They've got two really good uh, senior veterans there. They're a, a really good defending team, uh, return serve great, and uh, Val and uh, Pierce. You know, health serve all the way to the tiebreaker. They got down, I think, uh, 
maybe five one in the tiebreaker and then reeled off maybe five or six points in a row to win a, a thrilling tiebreaker that kind of you know put us in a in a good frame of mind uh, going into singles. Yeah, and then you you get the singles, uh, and at the the bottom end of the roster, you guys lost a couple of straight set matches. I don't want to say quickly, uh, but uh, the first one uh, set was 7-5 at, at, at number five with Guido. Uh, let's, uh, tell me about those two matches. Well, um, you know, we have, uh, up to this point, we have been, and he was a little bit banged up, and so I uh, didn't play him, and we gave our new freshman, uh, Rafael Perot from France, a shot. You know, tough place to put him in, Chip. You know, he's been playing very well in practice, but obviously different in a match situation. Mm-hmm. His first dual match, which is even more difficult. And, uh, you know, he's playing against a guy that played number four for Duke last year that's probably played at least 100 college matches in his first. And it was a pretty tough t- uh, ask of him. I thought he played pretty well. He just didn't win any of the three all points in that match. And then, you know, similarly with uh, Guido, you know, one of the things Baylor has been able to do is they've gotten three players from other teams mm-hmm. that have come in to make them kind of an all-star team this year. Uh, uh, the number one player from Dartmouth, who played number five, who's a re- is a really good player. I think he was in the top 40 last year in the rankings at Dartmouth. And uh, he played Guido, and Guido got off to a really fast start, got up a break, and then... Uh, lost a couple of three all points and ended up losing the first set 7-5. And then um, I thought Charlie played pretty well the second set and just kind of uh, took it to Guido a bit. Uh, you know, the, the theme in the match yesterday that I saw is that, you know, Baylor, we were shut down for about a week after we came back from Michigan because of the mm-hmm. COVID variant, which didn't allow us to play any matches. Baylor got to play Texas and PCU, two top 10 teams and then got to play another match on Friday, and we were just unable to get anybody to play us. And I thought the difference in the match really was, you know, their sharpness versus mm-hmm. our little bit of lack of play. Yeah. Um, and and it really kind of resonated. Uh, I can tell you that probably in, in, on pretty much all the courts early on in the match, we didn't win many three-all points at all, which is indicative of, you know, someone that's playing with a little more confidence and someone that's a little bit hesitant. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then also in the tiebreakers as well, we had a couple of really, really long tiebreakers that could have fallen our way and, you know, changed that match uh, back in our favor. Uh, I think Hottie's tiebreaker was maybe 12-10 and certainly had some set points in there. Uh, and Noah Schachter won his, but it was really long, 10-8, and I think... Uh, then we had another tiebreaker. Carlos lost the first set in a tiebreaker as well, but rebounded well. So, you know, we just couldn't quite win those important moment points and, and finish sets. Uh, and I know we'll do that as the season goes on, but uh, we, we caught a pretty hot team uh, that was pretty sharp yesterday. What are you hoping to get out of this match, Steve? The fact that uh, I think our whole team knows that, uh, you know, uh, Baylor's team this year is a Final Four level team. Uh, they're, you know, they've added, they've added three really good players to their lineup uh, that, you know, they have really five number one players. Mm-hmm. And then their number six player is a player that, you know, played on a good team last year and won a lot of matches. He's suited to play, but he doesn't miss much. He's uh, just really consistent. 
which is a good spot to have a guy down there with with uh, a fifth-year senior experience. So they're a very experienced team, and uh, what I took from it was that, you know, we won a contentious doubles point. We were in a lot of matches uh, where we could have won the matches, and there was a point there, oh, probably middle of the second set with some. We, at one point, you know, we were down 3-1, but Val had turned his match around when it was up 4-1 in the third. Uh, Carlos was up 4-11 in the third against Ben Law, who is a really good player from Baylor that's playing three that has been there for a long time. And then Noah was had won the first set and was uh, you know on serve, I think, at 5-all mm-hmm. in the second, ended up losing the tiebreaker in the second set. So, you know, right there, we're in a position to win this match, uh, having all those things against us still. And, you know, you know as well as I do that our team is more suited to playing outdoor tennis. So we're playing on a uh, an indoor tennis sport, um, and we just don't get a lot of looks at that. Uh, we don't have that opportunity, and so you know our best our best tennis is ahead. And here we are, toe to toe with a team that I think uh, is a is certainly a Final Four level team. Uh, so that bodes well for us if we just uh, stay the course. You know, sometimes you lose matches, and you think you gotta, you know, you gotta completely change a whole bunch of things. Yeah, and. I didn't come out of that match feeling like that yesterday. I felt like that in certain important moments, they executed better than we did. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it was yesterday. But just playing, a, you know, slightly better, you know, we win that match. Uh, um, and, you know, we're moving on to Illinois. And now we get to look and get an opportunity to hopefully play some outdoor tennis uh, and begin to build some momentum as we get closer to the SEC season, which is just around the road, next, around the corner next week. What kind of strategy, Steve, goes into your seating when you turn in your lineup uh, before matches like this? Well, I mean, uh, you know, by rule, you're supposed to play order according, order according to strength. Yeah. Um, you know, Val and, and Hottie are interchangeable at the top. I think possibly Val may be a little more indoor a better indoor player. Yeah. And it kind of remains to be seen this year, which one will play number one outdoors. Uh, I think Carlos is the separator. You know, he's very good. Uh, and he's clearly our three guy. And then, and then Noah has kind of really stepped his game up this last year. Since ever since he won that pivotal match against Florida last year, uh, kind of gave him a lot of confidence. And, and then after that, I think we're looking at, probably five guys that are all about the same level. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, you try to match guys up that you think are playing their best tennis at the time. And, you know, unfortunately we didn't have Barney yesterday, but it wasn't the reason that we lost that match. Um, And, you know, and frankly, uh, Rafael's, you know, deserved a spot and an an opportunity the way he's played in practice. It's just, you know, it's different as you put him in. And I think that as time goes on, he gets more looks. He's going to, He's going to, you know, relax and get used to this and, and play at a high level, which we've seen him do in practice. So I'm real pleased with where we are, uh, you know, in terms of putting guys out there. I thought we put out the, the six guys that gave us the best chance to, to win yesterday. And unfortunately, you know, Baylor was just a little bit better than us in the key moments. But, you know, having said that, we're still looking at a chance to make that a 4-3 match, uh, even though we didn't get there because Val was, 
yeah. ahead and yeah. you know and and Noah's in the third set when we had to stop. So uh, you know we uh, we we tried really hard. The guys gave great effort and their attitudes were great. Um, uh, I just felt like we we met a team that was in a little more seasoned form than we were early in the season. We'll continue with Coach Denton after this for Texas Regional Ice Center. Advanced technology and experienced surgeons. That's what you'll find at Texas Regional Eye Center. Our team has performed thousands of cataract removals and uses sophisticated technology to customize the cataract procedure to fit your needs. Doctors Terry Perkins, Bill Riggs, Kyle Varvel, and James Lee, your doctors at Texas Regional Eye Center. Call 774-0498 or visit TexasRegionalEye.com. We're visiting with Steve Denton. Steve, um, will you try or, or do you have room to get uh, a match in between now and when conference play is scheduled to start? Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, in fact, right now our plan is uh, is to play Texas Tech here uh, at 12 or 1 o'clock. I'm not sure the time yet on Friday of this week. Okay. Of course, we have weather We have weather issues. Yes. Uh, it's supposed to be extremely cold this weekend. Yep. Uh, too cold to play outdoor tennis, at least after Friday. And um, so we'll see. I mean, the, it really doesn't do us a lot of good, I guess, other than just playing a match. But it does do us a great deal of good getting us ready for Kentucky next Friday if we can't get an outside match yeah. uh, between now and then. So I'm trying to do that. I may even, you know, if the weather warms up a little bit, may try to, find one of the regional schools that will possibly play us sometime, uh, not this coming week, but the following week during the week sometime. Uh, Monday and Tuesday won't be a possibility because I think I looked at the temperatures, it looked like we were in Chicago. Yeah, not good. Uh, not good. Not good. So, uh, but anyway, we'll we'll try to figure out something, but hopefully we can get a get a match in against Texas Tech that's a, you know, solid top 20, 25 yep. team that uh, – always gives us trouble and we play close matches with them and uh you know the big 12 is loaded this year so there'll be a test for us and, and but we need to get outside and play some tennis because we actually haven't hit outside at all uh since uh, the beginning of the season the first wow. time that that's happened we've been completely over at those three covered courts at the brian indoor trying to get ready for an indoor season and give ourselves the best chance to you know have success there yeah. and so now we've got to pivot and and get ready to play uh, outdoor tennis as best we can. Theoretically, uh, you would have the edge outdoors for these teams coming in, uh, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Uh, but it doesn't sound like you've had much more outdoor work than, than they will have had when you played. Yeah, this will be the first year that uh, we would have not had a week or two of outdoor tennis before we actually started playing outdoors because mm. we have always hosted the kickoff weekend outdoors yep, yep. because we didn't get to do that this year uh, and being on the road in Michigan uh, and then getting shut down. It's just kind of, and also we've only played three matches thus far this year, which right. is, you know, we're a little, we're a little match light right now, you know, but as I look at the silver lining and all this, sometimes, you know, teams tend to peak or, uh, too early because they've played well and they've got a lot of matches under their belt and, you know, I see this team having the potential of improving a lot uh, and maybe, you know, beginning to peak a little later, which may bode well for the conference and the NCAA tournament. So you never know. Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, I see that as a as a real possibility because you know we'll we'll be able to have a chance to build some momentum I think as we as we move through the season and we get uh, you know to March and April. What are your biggest challenges right now with with this COVID, Steve? Well, I mean, the guys are basically staying, you know, they're cooped up. Uh, you know, they're kind of like caged lions. And, uh, you know, they're 19, 20, 21-year-old boys. And if you remember your days uh, <laughs> at, at that age, uh, that's, not a, that's not an ideal situation. Uh, so them being disciplined and, and uh, you know, they're getting to come out and play tennis and, and do their fitness and eat and go back to their apartments and study and all that. And it's, it's not a great situation for a college kid uh, to have the experience. I, I hate it for them because I think they're getting, they're missing out on a lot, but yep. I have to give them a lot of credit for the discipline that it's been, that's required of them in order to go through this and their acceptance of it. And so far so good. Uh, but you know, who knows? We've got a pretty big team. So you got the potential of a guy or two getting it and then we get stuck into contact tracing yes. and other things that can happen so it's just hard to know uh thus far it's been it's been pretty good and uh, now we're back home you know and, and Northgate's nearby uh, and so you know hopefully the guys will continue to uh you know focus on the things that they can control which is their school and their tennis and mm-hmm. and uh We'll see. Uh, I, I've said all along, I think, in the last few months that I think the team that's disrupted the least, yeah, uh, that can gain some momentum, is going to be the team that's going to be successful uh, this year. And uh, you know, from that standpoint, we've been good, uh, but we just we've we're short on matches right now. Right. And uh, uh, this match that we played yesterday should have happened two weeks ago. Uh, and so, you know, it's just put us a little bit behind in our training. We are real big on doing a lot of private lessons with the guys, which I think gives them confidence in their game. And we've been unable to do that because we've been on a, a three court covered court facility indoors for the last month. And that's just not been an option for us. And so, you know, to get back outside, to get our training regimen back, I think will be beneficial to us and it'll help them with their confidence level. And, some of them are just naturally going to play better outside because they're outdoor players. And, uh, you know, they'll just need some days uh, to kind of get used to those conditions again. But, uh, you know, I feel really good about this team. I think that there's a lot of ability on it. There's, we've got good doubles. We've got good singles. We've got options. And uh, so we'll see. Uh, but we got to stay healthy, and, and we got to be able to play some of these matches. Uh, and if we can then we can begin to build the momentum I think that we need to really have a successful year that we're all expecting. Steve, always appreciate it. We will visit next week. Thank you, Chip. You have a great week. Yes, sir. That's Steve Denton uh, brought to us by the Texas Regional Ice Center. Coming up, we're going to visit with Doug Zanger of Adweek as we talk Super Bowl commercials. Uh, Sevchak Service Center, I was by there today filling up the truck. Uh, talking to Mark and Pat, uh, dropping off some things from Mark. By the way, if you need a loan, uh, Mark might be the person to see here uh, pretty quick. So I'm just saying, uh, they're open until 6 o'clock this evening. They're open all week long from 7 in the morning till 6 in the evening. 
and on Saturdays from 7 until 4. So if you have work done with your car, uh, need work done with your car, and you know, we've got warm weather one day and cold weather the next, that's Texas because it's supposed to blow in this week. Uh, be prepared. Go by and see them and get everything done that you need to be done. Maybe it's just an oil change at the Valvoline Express. They'll take care of you in about 20 minutes with that. Sevcheck Service Center, family-owned and operated since 1972 at 2200 Longmire, just down from the post office in College Station. Keep your cattle in shape this winter by supplementing those nutrient gaps created by dormant forage. Producers offers a variety of cubes, easy-to-use protein tubs, and a large selection of performance-proven feeds to match all your cattle herd's needs. Everything cattle nutrition, we have it. All of it. Call the Feed Division's direct line for more information at 979-778-2864. Or stop by and see us. We would like the opportunity to help. The flagship station for Aggie Athletics is The Zone. Whenever the Aggies are playing, you can hear them right here at 1150 and 93.7 FM. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors for backing the Aggies all season long. First Financial Bank, Bryan College Station Toyota, Pioneer Steel, Rudy's Barbecue, Schulte Roofing, The Sleep Station, and Team Ford of Navasota. Here's a big gig to all these sponsors. Listen to Aggie Athletics on The Zone 1150 and 93.7 FM. Listening to The Zone on your smart speaker is easy. If Louie can do it, anyone, anyone can, can do, do it. it. Two simple steps, and you can hear Chip Howard Sports Talk, Tex Ags Radio, The Louie Bellina Show, or Aggie Football, Basketball, or Baseball on your smart speaker. Step one, and one time only needed, say Enable Zone 1150 Skill. Then anytime you want to hear your favorite host or teams, all you have to do is say, Play Zone 1150. Make sure to set it up and say, Enable Zone 1150 Skill. And then, listen in anytime just by saying, Play Zone 1150. Busted flat in Baton Rouge and heading for the trains. Feeling nearly faded as my jeans. Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained. Took us all away to New Orleans. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us here on this Monday. We've got the Writers' Roundtable coming up in the second hour of the show, but right now we're going to jump out to the Polaris Fund Center phone line and visit with one of the editors at Adweek and Talk Super Bowl commercials, Doug Zanger. Doug, how are you? Good, Chip. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for the time. Um you know, I had been disappointed the last three or four years in commercials. I, I, I didn't think they were, they were great. I thought maybe yesterday was a little better. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, usually you have one standout ad per year. And I think last year we can probably all agree that that Jeep Bill Murray ad probably yep. surprised a lot of us last year. Uh, and this year, internally, we discussed it at Ad Week and we gave it overall a B, but you have to consider that with the pandemic, things have changed a lot in the advertising and brand community. So agencies and brands and production companies aren't doing the big lavish shoots over a week or mm-hmm. so and you know, having nice craft services. Um, so that's all changed. And you have to be a lot scrappier and you have to get through a lot of, a lot of issues. So right. in that respect, it was definitely an A+. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there were some that stood out, I think, overall for us. 
we looked at Anheuser-Busch, let's grab a beer, is probably the one that, that stood out mm-hmm. a little bit more than the others. Mm-hmm. It was just something that everyone could look at and relate to and not necessarily feel as though that you're watching an ad, but actually feel as though you can relate to it and you're actually part of it. You know, you, you mentioned that. I guess I was a little surprised that there was as much production this year as there was on these ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how they did it, honestly. Um, the hurdles that this industry has had to face over the past year, um, you know, it's, it's remarkable what they've been able to do with so many challenges. Um, it just proves that they're they're very good at what they do. <laughs> very good at what they do. Uh, you know, when you're paying that kind of money, you 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 want to get your money's worth, right? That's always the idea. Did that did that uh, sponsor get its money's worth? I think you got to go back a little bit more historically because back in the day, you had a Super Bowl ad and that was it. Yeah. And now what you see is you'll see teasers, you'll see ads that that run on YouTube before the actual game. So brands and agencies have gotten hip to the trick of we've got $5.5 million thrown in here. That doesn't even include production and other costs. Right. So what are we going to do to get the most out of it? So they have a pregame plan, an in-game plan, and a post-game plan. And that involves a lot of, you know, a lot of different things. And you know, part of it's TikTok, part of it's social. There's just a lot of different ways to extend it out. So, yeah, $5.5 million is a lot, but... There are a lot of smart people that know that they can get the most out of that. You know, Paramount Streaming uh, bought four of them, and and I thought overall they were effective. Yeah, and that's more promos. Yes. I think that's that's within the the CBS family. Yes. Uh, But I agree, and what I thought was interesting is typically with promos, you'll get a one and done. So it'll be a promo, it'll run multiple times through a game. But what I appreciated was that there was some variety Mm -hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the agency that does it, Droga 5, very good agency out of New York. Uh, you know, I, I, I know that they probably had a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor, and there's probably plenty there to maybe do 10 more of them and make them equally as entertaining and engaging. Uh, I liked Will Ferrell's. I liked the Norway and the Sweden oh, yeah. and the Fiddlin'. I thought that was clever. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with, with, with SNL people, and specifically you cannot go wrong with Will Ferrell. <laughs> I think yeah. it, was, it was great. And he was one of six SNL alum that, uh, that were in the Super Bowl yesterday. And I thought all of them did really interesting and, and fun work. Well, you know, Tracy Morgan is uh, different than everybody. So, you know, when you get him, right. uh, you, you've got something very unique, I think, don't you? I love those ads. Yeah. I love those Rocket Mortgage ads. They're hilarious. Well, you know, Tracy Morgan is a just, yeah. Tracy Morgan's the kind of guy that kind of sometimes can just stand there and you're gonna you're gonna laugh, but you better know what he's trying to advertise, right? Well, I, I tell people I like Tracy so Morgan so much I can sit there and listen to him read the Denny's menu. And yes, <laughs> a- absolutely. Uh, you know, um, it, it's it's interesting the who that these ad agencies chose. You know, because Sometimes mm-hmm. that you have a whole ad and some of us who aren't as clued in go, I know that was a famous person, but who was that? <laughs> right. Right. I don't well, th- it's who's available and who might be good for the ad. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I guess, and, and, and as you mentioned, in, in this year, who's available was a big deal, wasn't it? 
everybody was available. I think that's why you saw so many big celebrities this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you run the, you know, you run through the whole thing. Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan was great for Amazon. I um, thought that was weird. That Michael B. Jordan, that was just a little off center to me. It was weird. Yeah, I, I could, I could see that. But you know, kudos for Amazon for giving it a go. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you go through the list, and you got, you know, the the Bud Light. Uh, Legends, which is great. I'm yes. a huge Cedric the Entertainer fan, so that was perfect, I thought. Uh, Cadillac with Winona Ryder and Timothy Chalamet. I like that uh, one. I like that one. It was good, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, I love me some McConaughey. Yes. So I thought Doritos was good. Yes. Uh, you know, David Diggs from DoorDash. Yeah. Kind of going through clearly alphabetically now. I like the Uber. I like the Uber <laughs> yeah, Eats. Really I good. I enjoyed DoorDash, but I I also enjoyed the Uber Eats uh, commercial. What was great about that is that Mike Myers really bought into the concept because, according to the agency, his wife owned a restaurant mm. in Los Angeles, and so he knew how hard it was and hard it is mm. to run a business, especially a restaurant. And the importance of local, so he was he was bought into the concept, and I think that's part of the reason that that ad worked really well. Is you could just feel the authenticity in that. Doug, I always appreciate the time. Thank you so much. You bet, Gigam Aggies. Ah, uh, Gigam Aggies. Um, Edgar Scissorhands. I, I I like that from from uh, Cadillac. I enjoyed it. Uh, the Cheetos commercials didn't do anything for me. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, that really did nothing for me. And I go back to that Amazon. I just thought that Michael beat Jordan thing was um, just a little much for me. Let's just put it that way. Um, let's see. Five to nine with Dolly Parton. You know, did a little uh, extra... Writing from the 9 to 5 script, added some things. That was pretty cool. I like that. The, let's see. Oh, the uh, Springsteen, center, right? Center of the country. Kind of enjoyed that. I like Drake from State Farm. Not Jake from State Farm. I like the Drake from, I like Paul Rudd filling in for Pat Mahomes uh, throwing a pass, which I guess was a harbinger of things to come. Um, you know, overall, not not bad. M and M's were okay. Um, the DoorDash with with Sesame Street was okay. Mm, like I said, I wasn't crazy about the Cheetos. I like the lemons. I like the lemonade seltzer. When life gives you, you know, lemons make lemonade. Pretty. Apropos for 2020 and going into 2021, I thought the uh, the Cabela's ad was effective on the great outdoors. Get outdoors. Uh, I did. I did like that uh, Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops, which are now together. Uh, other than that, I don't know if anything. Oh, I mentioned the Paramount. I love the Beavis and Butthead on Paramount. You know those Paramount. Uh, streaming promos, I, I thought all of those were, were pretty good. So overall, maybe a little better than the last two or three years, which I think have been weak. Uh, Doug gave it overall a B. Uh, I may not have been in quite that giving a mood, but but overall not 
not terrible. Let's put it that way. Not terrible. Um, so there you go. That's, uh, that's Super Bowl commercials. We'll take a break. This portion of the program brought to you by Reedfield Meats and Citizen State Bank. Reedfield Meats and Deli has been family owned and operated for more than 60 years. Reedfields is home to award-winning house-made sausage, Chairman's Reserve premium aged and prime grades of beef, as well as spectacular party trays for every occasion. Whether it's lunch on the go or planning a large gathering, Reedfield Meats and Deli has provided the highest quality meats for several generations of Brazos Valley residents. Reedfield Meats and Deli, open Monday through Saturday at 2701 Texas Avenue in Bryan. 361 Dent. 361 Dent is the number for Dent Magic. Dent Magic is the place to be. David Borski brought the paintless dent repair process to the Brazos Valley well over 25 years ago. They're at 1606 Texas Avenue, right behind Duckies, next to the Auto Zone over there. If you have door dings, dents, hail damage on your car or truck, been driving around with it like that, get it taken care of. Insurance people like it. Not nearly as expensive. If you don't have to do the full body work, you'll like it. You're only without your car for a day. <coughs> Excuse me. You take it in in the morning. You get it back that afternoon. Call them up, 361-DENT, or drop by and let them look at it. Make an appointment. Take it in in the morning. Get it back in the afternoon. There's only one locally owned Dent Magic. In today's hectic pace, many of our customers prefer the speed and convenience of online banking, while others prefer a traditional walk-in bank. No matter which you prefer, Citizen State Bank is your bank of choice. With a full line of banking services for all their customers, Citizen State Bank, local people making local decisions, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here to serve your banking needs at Citizen State Bank. Joining us on this Monday, the Writers' Roundtable coming up in the second hour of the program. Over the weekend, the Texas Rangers got rid of a Rangers icon, Elvis Andrews, who had played more games at one position than any Ranger in team history. Two-time All-Star, member of the World Series teams, a fan favorite because of his joy for the game, his personality. Uh, Elvis definitely was a fan favorite. Uh, In return, they get Chris Davis. Now, two years ago, Chris Davis led the American League in home runs. Chris Davis owns the Texas Rangers, so I guess if you can't beat them, join them, or let them join you, because he... uh, he just crushed Texas. By the way, that's his name, I think, Crush. But we'll see how that works out for both teams. Elvis will be missed by the fans. He'll be missed in the locker room for sure. 
Chris Davis is certainly a quieter kind of personality than Elvis. We're going to hear from uh, Chris Woodward, the manager and the general manager, John Daniels, who held a news conference yesterday to talk about the trade. J.D., at, at what point did you present Elvis with this trade? And yeah, Because he had to waive his, his rights, so it, or he had to approve the trade. So at what point did he get this handed to him? Uh, called him on Thursday night, um, probably about uh, 6.30, 7 o'clock on Thursday. Um, I, I texted him earlier, and we connected live. We spoke, um, and I uh, just kind of laid it out for him. And uh, uh, by, you know, yesterday afternoon, um, you know, things were, were lining up pretty well. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think he took it for very much what it, what it is, right, which is, um, it's a major change for him and his family and, you know, the young family and, and, and obviously his parents live here and or his mom and Gruber live here and, and his brothers with them and, um, and uh, you know, they're expecting. And, and so that part, I'm, I'm sure had to, you know, there's a lot that went into that decision for them from a family standpoint, but from a career standpoint, I think he understood it right away. Right. Which was, um, you know, we, we've made decisions based on our plan and, um, you know, Elvis, this is an opportunity for him to play shortstop, which is, you know, what he has done his whole career and, and is very confident in his abilities to do that for, for a very good club. So I, I think he just had to um, kind of reconcile those two things. And um, but, you know, within 24 hours, it was it was uh, pretty clear. You know, he was he understood it and saw it for what it was. And and uh, after that, it was really just kind of a paperwork deal. OK, uh, Woodrow, what. Um... How are you going to get Chris uh, Davis at bats? Seems like there's some log jam issues there at DH left field. What What are your thoughts early on here? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's. It kind of goes with the the competition factor that's going to be in camp. It's going to be pretty pretty evident um, when guys show up that they're going to have to fight for their best. They're going to have to earn them. Um, yeah, I talked to Willie not too long ago about the same thing. Um, Willie's in a little different boat. I feel like you know he. I really challenged him to play left field and you know, become more of a complete player. Um, I did actually ask Chris Davis if, you know, how comfortable he was at, at first base to see if that potentially was an option at times. Um, you know, he said he would work at it and wasn't against it. So it's, you know, I think these solutions present, you know, the answers present themselves through, you know, spring training and, you know, we'll get these guys at bats. We'll see where they're at and they'll have to earn it. Does this now leave uh, Odor as the, leader in the clubhouse at third base i have to see it i haven't seen him obviously take the ground ball at third base so um i, I it definitely opened the door for him for sure because i you know part of me was basically based on what elvis had been telling me and you know his openness to doing it i felt like he was going to come in pretty prepared to take that job so yeah i mean it's we don't really have anybody there penciled in so um i expect we to come in and, and fight for it all right thanks Go to Levi, and again, if you have a question, please raise your hand. Levi. Well, I had this question queued up before uh, Chris just answered about playing time, so I, I hope this isn't awkward, but I, I couldn't help but be reminded of a, a trade that you guys made a couple years ago for um, when you when you got Barr, and Austin Jackson was the big name, but he was pretty immediately uh, – I think you guys told him to not even report. Is there – Am I barking up the wrong tree thinking that this feels like a similar situation with Chris Davis? 
Uh, well, the similarities, I think, Levi, are that you know there, there's a, a financial component and a and a young talent component that are are clearly tied together, right? Our willingness to to send the cash that that is being included was in part uh, because of of our excitement in adding you know Heim and, and Acker for for the longer term. But um, you know, we, we think Chris Davis has uh, has something to offer our club. You know, we, we believe that that. Uh, um, in last year's results for a lot of players, like I mentioned earlier, were not really indicative of, of their their true abilities. And so, um, you know, he's going to get a chance to come in, like, like what he was just saying, and, and compete. Uh, this isn't a situation like we're Austin Jackson where we, we didn't have him report. Uh, he'll be in camp with us. Uh, look forward to seeing what, what he's got. From there, uh, to Woody's point, you know, uh, performance and, and, you know, and the competition will, will dictate, uh, you know, a lot of things. Things will dictate our roster and will dictate the the playing time within it. But um, he's definitely coming to camp, and you know, we think he's got more to offer. And then uh, for Chris Woodward, I, if you know if, if you have to juggle this lineup a little bit and try to get Chris Davis and Willie Calhoun both in, is there any consideration that David Dahl might slide to center field, or even Joey Gallo might slide to center field? I think David Dahl would be more likely than Joey Gallo. I don't really want to put Joey in center anymore. Um, but listen, I mean, there's options. You know, we have versatility in some spots like that. Uh, like I said, I know things will typically take care of themselves if, if they're both hitting really well and both performing. You know, Chris Davis is performing at a level that he did in the past. You know, he's going to find himself in the lineup. The same thing with Willie. So, uh, you know, we have nine spots in the lineup that, you know, we're going to try to get in there. And it may be difficult at times, but you know, like I said, guys will, if they're performing, they'll find a way. Yeah. And then the last thing for me, um, as far as Jonah Heim goes, do you guys, I mean, we're still a couple weeks from spring training even starting, so I'm sure this is too early, but do you guys envision him being up there with Jose Trevino in the, you know, as the season starts, are you kind of looking at him as your, as your backup catcher? Go ahead, Woody. Sorry. Um, yeah, we expect him to come in and compete for that. Absolutely. I, I think we definitely hold him in high regard. And, you know, we got to see him a little bit last year. Uh, he's he's, a long, he's the same. I have to keep repeating it, but he's got to come in and earn that. Uh, I fully expect him to come in with that mentality to come in and compete for that spot. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks, guys. Okay, let's go to Evan. And, again, if you have a question, raise your hand. Evan. Um, J.D. had a couple of mechanical um, questions here. Uh, the financial considerations are not insignificant. Does that get paid out in one lump sum, or does it get paid out over a certain number of years? Uh, it partially paid this year and partially paid in 22. Are, are those equal sums? Uh, no, not equal sums. Okay. Um, the second part is there seemed to be some discrepancy on, on stuff that I had seen online, whether or not a trade triggered a, a – option a player option in elvis's contract can you clear that up yeah elvis has a vesting option uh, for 2023 based on playing time in 21 and 22 and and the only thing that really changes with that is that if it vests it becomes a player option so if he you know if elvis the regular shortstop for oakland in 21 and 22 and he triggers the vesting option it's, it's then it's his choice once he's traded whether or not he wants to uh, uh, remain under that, that contract for 2023, I guess. Whereas okay, if, so it, if he'd stayed here, then it would have just been a, a vesting option. It wouldn't have been a, a choice for him to make. 
There's um, general manager John Daniels and manager Chris Woodward talking about the Elvis Andrews for Chris Davis trade. Oliver Brothers Transmissions has been part of our community longer than most of us have been here. Larry Haygood and the staff every single day do one thing. They work on transmissions, whether it's automatic or manual transmission service. They got you covered. 2107 Cavett, a block off of Texas Avenue in Bryan. Um, You can call them. You can get an appointment. You can go online. But um, the main thing you need to think about is you need to drive your car or truck to them. You never want to be towed into the transmission shop. You need to do a little preventive work on your transmission the same way you do the rest of your automobile engine. So keep that in mind, too. If you have to have it replaced, they do um, rebuilt transmissions that come with a nationwide warranty. Again, this is what they do day in and day out. See why their motto says it all. No one knows transmissions like we do at Oliver Brothers. Let's go to Double Dave's, Double Dave's. We've got the pizza with that fresh made taste to put a smile on your face. Your choices have expanded at Double Dave's, including the choice to eat in their dining room. You can also choose daily lunch specials like pepperoni rolls for $1.50, a $4 garden salad, and your choice of sandwiches, medium stromboli, or small two-topping pizza for just $6. Let's go to Double Dave's, Double Dave's. They'll keep you hopping for the pizza with the toppings that can't be beat. Let's go to Double Dave's, Double Dave's. They got your pizza if you're up in the morning or you're staying up. Specialty pizzas are 8 bucks. Add a drink for a dollar or get a medium pizza of the month for just $10. Click DoubleDaves.com to order carryout, curbside pickup, or delivery, including contactless delivery. Let's go to DoubleDaves, DoubleDaves. They've got the pizza with that fresh man test to put a smile on your face. The Zone Fan Line is open 24-7 for you to vent, rant, or brag. Dial 979-695-3255 and leave a message. Listen on the Louis Bellina Show or maybe throughout the day to hear your genius sports tag. Your question answered. Your thoughts shared with the world. The Zone Fan Line is open for anyone about anything at any time. Dial 979-695-3255 and explain how the Aggies will win another national championship. The best barbecue in the world. Or what's making you mad today? The Zone Fan Line is open now. open now. It's open now. Well, you wonder why I always dress in black. My thanks to Doug Zanger from Adweek, the Ranger contingent. Steve Denton will be back with the writers coming up in the second hour. So don't go anywhere. Sports Radio, 1150 AM, 93.7 FM, KZE, College Station, Bryan, Texas. Living in the hopeless, hungry side of town. I wear it for the prisoner who has long paid for his crime, but is there because he's a victim of the time. I wear the black for those. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.